They see that the current education system in India is broken and they want to teach something different to their kids. Uh, a lot of parents, for example, are exploring homeschooling these days or, or, or a mix of homeschooling and uh, some part of uh, regular schooling. But they don't know how to deal with the social pressure, the same thing that we talked about before. So how, how can you help them, you know, counter you know, the social pressure and explain to their friends and family that, hey, we're not crazy. Our kids will turn out just fine if we teach them something different. Yeah, homeschooling. Yeah, this, uh, because if we want to teach uh, the students about our culture, about our roots, about our historicity, uh, and if you are in a foreign land, and uh, in foreign lands, there are also Indian schools, but it cannot happen in, in the... Uh, education system uh, is designed, oh. I think it is designed in such a way that uh, you cannot teach them 100% about our culture, about our roots, about our history. So at home, you can, it, they can be taught, the students can be taught. So in homeschooling, like you may have online, like if uh, there are some 10, 15 fam families in a particular colony, so all the students together can take extra classes together, either one of the parents uh, study beforehand uh, suppose a chapter on uh, mm -hmm. yeah no, to be to be to be clear this was this is a question from parents in india whose kids are going to cbse school and the, the history they're learning is complete garbage right so they're like we they just don't want to even send their kids to cbse schools anymore they but then they get pressure from friends and families and like well, well how will your child you know get get out of high school and get into university kind of stuff, right? So, yeah, you know, there are practical issues that we, we, we have to deal with. Um, that's kind of where the question came from. So the parents would first read and then read out those stories or they can get in touch with the, um, teachers who uh, teach in gurukuls. In, uh, they can get in touch with those teachers and then maybe they could uh, they could conduct uh, on online programs, online teaching. The mm -hmm. teachers can import uh, whatever you the sub, for example, Vedic mathematics. There are so many teachers. So if we have a list, then we can connect with them and uh, it can happen. Okay. For example, I know one Vedic mathematics teacher, like uh, he has also written a book on that. He is Chandrahas Halai from uh, Gujarat. Okay. So we conduct a lot of uh, programs for students in various cities across the country on yep. Vedic mathematics. Yeah, so we are we are teaching traditional Indian mathematics to to kids in Agastya program. It's not Vedic mathematics. Uh, we are actually trying to go back even earlier. Uh, mm -hmm. So we are teaching kids from Lilavati, the book that we all know that the famous oh. mathematician Paskara, you know, he he had a daughter named Lilavati and he taught Lilavati mathematics mm -hmm. himself. And he wrote a book called Lilavati. And so one of the things we, you know, one of uh, our, our Sunset scholars and math scholars on Agastya Gurukulam's board of directors, Sri Balaji, is a, you know, he's a scholar in these uh, ideas. He's like, well, why can't we teach Lilavati to our kids? And mm -hmm. we, we just did. And we are doing it right now. And kids are really enjoying it. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> so that's how it can happen. <laughs> well, but again, again, look, we are running three people institutions. To be clear, we have, we have access to thirty kids. uh so it's a very very small and humble effort my my point is how do we scale it how do we build it how do we make it so that you know the one crore kids who are suffering through the regular education system in india and getting their uh uh you know the education from distorted historians or distorted history books uh, you know it's it's a it's a humongous effort right and uh, i think it's a question for you as much as for us yeah like you can get in touch with uh, many people like uh, like uh, who are working on in this field like i know shri vedvira arya i know dr rajat mitra then i know many more people who uh, have done a lot of research on indian history and mm-hmm. uh, so we can get we can connect with them and request them for online sessions even i can do but the only thing is that uh, because of the difference in time yeah uh, if that can be worked out and then regular sessions can be conducted well we would certainly love to have the opportunity to uh, to lean on your expertise and help you if you can become a you know can teach you on a little bit to kids in our programs or in a, or join our camps uh, we would truly appreciate it we would certainly like to make that happen depending on you know if it works out for yourself and for us mm-hmm. so we would be glad to be a part of that initiative <laughs> so Thank i you. i can go to more people who are dedicated to this cause that that's that's fantastic uh, any uh, final thoughts last words uh that we can end this with i agree um, you can ask me that i'll answer <laughs> for uh, yeah no i mean what would be your message to for example parents uh, who want to teach this i think we already talked about you know some of the things they can do but broadly speaking what would you what would your message be to uh, to generally to to a maybe i'll, I'll break it into three uh to parents who want to teach their kids so let's start with that what's your message to them yeah because uh, it has been rightly said that education begins at home okay so like uh, my passion in history my passion in resource my passion in knowing about truth it all happened because of the efforts of my father and my passion my love for my culture my roots it happened because of my mother so both the parents should uh, like uh, if uh, they uh, if they have not come across if they have read, read the right history if they have read books like sacking swords or if they have uh, read books like breaking india by rajiv malhotra and there are many more books available in the market like books by veer savarkar so there are many books if they themselves was read those books and then narrate those uh, stories to their kids as yep. uh, they grow up that will be a great uh, like that will be an added advantage because you see i have studied in a convent school and the teaching uh, the education system is completely different and as i said the education the history syllabus is completely opposite to what is uh, the fact mm-hmm. so our textbooks always contain a one sided narrative and a distorted narrative so it is because of my father that uh, i knew right history even before i went to school and uh, it continued throughout my school days throughout my teenage days and even today also 
now my father is 82 years old even if i go to mm. meet my father then he will recite a shloka from the bhagavad gita because he has studied sanskrit so he will recite a shloka from the bhagavad gita or a hymn from the vedas and he will narrate some one more story because he is so passionate in narrating the yeah. stories to children so and even we like listen to him eagerly mm-hmm. till today so that the connect between the parents and the children if it yeah. uh, connect can happen right like as soon as the child learns how to speak right so he or she should be taught about our culture about our history that's what my parents did for me and that's the result what you see me in front of you like i left my father truly yeah <laughs> that's truly inspirational and and uh, the the continuation of cultural transmission from parents to to kids is is very very important uh based on what you said i'll add two more things one is the lived experience so like you know your father being a theater person you enacting stories all of that i say you know don't just make your kids read books let them see it let them live it that's one secondly what i take from you is also uh, you know experiencing education in gurukulam going to temples actually worshiping and practicing uh, uh you know uh Uh, your uh, your way of life yeah that so, is yeah i want to do stuff <laughs> yeah just i'm interrupting here because yeah. uh, when you visit uh, ancient uh, medieval era temples almost all the temples uh, depict in the sculptures the four purusharths of life the four right. purusharths of sanatana dharma that is dharma kama artha and moksha so all of these are portrayed in the temples and besides that uh, the lifestyle of that particular period then uh, uh, if uh, because the rulers there were kingdoms there were rulers so there were battle scenes then uh, there were uh, like how, what the people wore what the ladies wore during those times what the men wore during this ta- those times so you'll get a glimpse of the lifestyle of uh, that particular period so for example that temple was built uh, in the gupta era so mm-hmm. that gupta era dates back to 2000 year plus so uh, 2000 years ago how the people lived what particular lifestyle what was the lifestyle so you will read all of this history in stone by just viewing wow. by just that's so incredible that I, i i love that idea right uh, so our ancestors have written our own history that is right in front of us in stone in stone that's that really, we we never really even looked at <laughs> yeah that's visual history and we you will not just 1% of the population today just 1% one mm. or not even mm. one they visit such uh, ancient me- medieval era temples so each, if each and every parent suppose those who are there abroad they are abroad if they come to india they should take their kids to this ancient sites to the forts and fortresses to the ancient temples ancient and medieval era temples and and let them explore they shouldn't be in a hurry suppose if they visit a particular temple site they should spend at least 3 to 4 hours or maybe the whole day studying the sculptures mm-hmm. studying the design studying the artwork studying uh, they, they will get a lot many answers to their questions on history excellent idea uh, so then my second question is what's your message to individuals who want to contribute to these kind of causes right like we talked about uh, you know uh freeing the temples or uh, contributing to uh, uh just a recap i know we've already dealt with some of this but a, a quick message for people to take home uh, what can they do to help with uh, restoration of temples or freeing temples from 
government influence or fixing uh, distortions in history textbooks what's your call of action for for individuals uh, collectively like uh, they should look forward they should move forward towards building a trust and then collect enough funds and then they should get in touch with the respective government authorities like the asi Okay. and then collaboratively work can be started in restoring the temple sites so that way one it can happen and another way is uh, collectively uh, like some in lakhs not in few thousands lakhs of people should unite and put pressure on the government to free the temples from their control excellent and then thank you so much this was great really appreciate your time uh, fascinating fascinating interview and for anyone who hasn't read the book saffron swords i strongly not only recommend it but i also recommend that they buy it in bulk and distribute it to people as manoshi ji has mentioned so uh, thank you and dhanyawad announcing the agastya quiz contest test your knowledge of everything about bharata bharatiya history geography culture arts traditional knowledge systems itihasas and puranas as teams of school children battle it out for the championship win special audience prizes alternate saturdays at 1 pm eastern time on radio naira participation is open to school children from all educational cultural and other organizations that promote bharatiya parampara are you interested in having a team from your organization participate or interested in sponsoring prizes contact us at info@radionaira at dot com